Welcome to Step of Faith, the preaching ministry of First Baptist Church, Fort Jessup, Louisiana. Listen in and discover through the Word of God the next step of faith that God is asking you to take and witness the transformation that can happen. Enjoy. So if you have your Bibles with you, if you could turn to the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel chapter 1, verse 3. So Daniel chapter 1, verse 3. And as you're turning there, oftentimes in life, there's really something that often aggravates us. And this something that aggravates us is when people give us rules to obey. You know, when they tell us, hey, this is what you cannot do. But what we often forget to realize is that rules are in place so that we can enjoy life. For example, if you, if you ever go to the zoo, right, they have all of these fences, they have all these, these glass windows there, and, and sometimes they'll have some signs that say, do not stick your arm through the fence. Don't do that. Even if you really want to, really bad, it says do not do it. Now, why do you think that would be? Like, are they trying to restrict your life? You know, like take away the joy of of petting a a baboon? Probably not. You know, like they know these are wild animals, and if you try to pet them, you will be uh, injured. You know, you think about driving down down the road, and, and you have these really big curves, these these really sharp curves, and, and it has these signs beside these really sharp curves with numbers on them, suggestions of how fast you should go around that curve. Now, why do you think that they are restricting our enjoyment to get to town? Why, why are they doing that, right? Well, there's kind of a reason here. It's because they know, or they hopefully they know, they, they've studied and they said, look, If a person's going around this curve, what is the fastest they can go without killing themselves, getting in a wreck, and survive everything, uh, be okay? Now, oftentimes, that's really not what we want to do. Like, we want to do our thing, but what happens when we do what we want to do? Well, oftentimes, we're we're injured. You know, you think about the example, even even in, in an airplane, right? In an airplane, if, if you're gonna go skydiving, there's one important thing that you need to enjoy that experience. You know what that is? As a parachute. You know what happens if you don't have that? It's not enjoyable, okay? Like it, it's not enjoyable. The whole ride's horrible. Uh, so that's right, that's right. So so we look at this and, and there are rules and Oftentimes, we, we think about the words of, of living a life of, of godliness, of obeying God's commands, and really, man, that doesn't sound really enticing. Like We don't just get pumped up about that. But here's why we should. We should, because God knows the best way to live. He knows how we are to enjoy our lives. And, and so the question is, how do we do that? Because I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but maybe you look at the people that you work with, you know, maybe the people we live with, maybe people on the news, and, and really, what do you see? 
You see a lot of people, a lot of sin. You see a lot of weakness. You see a lot of you know uh, a rebellion against God. So the question comes: How do we follow through with God's plan in a world where people don't follow God's plan? And and so if you if you would stand with me as we read uh, Daniel chapter one, Daniel chapter one verse three, uh, it says. Then the king instructed Ashinanaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now, from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies. You may be seated. So as we look at at this situation here, we know that that Daniel was around uh, 15 years old. And so you think about in your life, when, when you were a teenager, there's one thing that you really wanted probably in your life. And, and that one thing that you wanted was consistency. You wanted to know, hey, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to come home to the same people. It's all going to be good. But what we see that happened in the nation of Israel is that, man, they were so blessed. And, and you would think that blessings would cause us to praise God, to, to seek after God, to be wholly committed, like completely surrendered to God. But that's, that's not what happened. So, in comes God, and then God does His thing where He says, okay, if, if you're not going to worship Me, then I'm going to show you who God is. And so, He allows the Babylonians to take His people into captivity. And, and the strategy of the Babylonians was this, that they, they went in and they took out all of the smart people. Okay, So, so if you look at, at the description here that, that the king talks about, it, this is the description. No blemish, good looking. Right? It's interesting they put that in there. Like We want all the good looking people in the nation of Israel that are, that are uh, smart, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand. So, so basically, they were saying, look, let's go in Israel and let's take out all the smart people, all the pretty people, all the good people, and then what are you going to have left? You're not going to have much left. And, and why do they do that? Because they wanted the upper hand and the goal was to take all of these young men and then turn them into Babylonian people, right? Who worship Babylonian gods, who knew the Babylonian customs, who knew all of that, and turn them into uh, one one of their own. But there is there is one thing that they did not count on when when they did this, uh, and and the one thing that they did not count on was 
this young man uh, named Daniel. Named Daniel, because you read as we read this these these verses here, we realize that Daniel was far away from where he was born in, in his homeland, in his place of birth, and in this foreign land, right Babylon, with with these people that he, he didn't know a culture he didn't know. But, but guess what Daniel did know, right? Daniel knew God. And it didn't matter if he was in, in Israel and, or if he was in Babylon. To Daniel, his commitment and relationship to God was never going to waver. It was never going uh, to, to change here. And, and so we see that the king has some instructions for Daniel and, and his friends. And so the king has a diet per se that they were to be on because they were going to learn. They was going to Babylon school, how to be a good Babylonian. And so the king said, look, you're going to eat the stuff uh, off my table that, that I eat that, that keeps me alive. And that, that's what you're, you're going to do here. And, and so then we see what Daniel's response is. Even before uh, Daniel speaks up, we see in verse 8, but Daniel... Uh, purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies. So, so what do we see happening in Daniel's life right now? Uh, we see that Daniel has made a decision that he is going to serve God, he is going to obey God, he's going to be committed to God, he's going to be uh, faithful to God, even though everyone around him is, is doing the opposite. Now, if, if you read this, right, Daniel was not, he wasn't alone, but he's the one who leads this conversation about, look, uh, we cannot eat this food that the king wants to put uh, before us because it, it will defile us, that it's been offered uh, to idols and then this other food that the king wanted to eat uh, was unclean. And, and so if we were in the situation that Daniel was at, I mean, think about what we would probably do. Because realistically, everybody around us is, is doing it, right? I mean, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you don't eat, you're going to die. Okay? That's how that works. So, so Daniel had this food put before him, and, and Daniel said, look, I don't think that we're going to do this. Now, in, in our lives, it, we know that it's okay to tell people that don't have much power that we're not going to do something. Like we know that. And we know that, for example, an employee, one of our coworkers, we can say, well, I just I don't think I'm going to do that. But now when, when the boss of the entire company comes along and tells us, says, hey, um, I, I need you to do that, what do we often do? Well, we're often going to do that. We may not want to do that. We may have a lot to say about that. But oftentimes... We do it because we know that there are consequences. And so uh, Daniel was no different. He knew that there were consequences. But here's why Daniel could have the faith to trust in God. Daniel knew that there were consequences for disobeying the king, but he also knew that there are consequences for disobeying the King of Kings and, and Lord of Lords. And, and so Daniel, man, he knew that God gave him these instructions for, for Daniel's blessing, for Daniel's uh, 
well-being and that if he turned his back on that, then he was going to experience the consequences of, of not this pagan king, but the, the Lord of, of all Israel here. And so it says that Daniel purposed in his, in his heart. So, so we look at this. We, where does these words that, that come out of our mouth come from, right? It, it comes from this place of our heart, right? So, so Daniel's heart was in the right place, and we know that because the right words came out of, of his mouth. So, so what gave him this courage to say that, right? Well, what gave him the courage to, to say that was his heart was deeply tied to the heart of God through his relationship with him. And he knew that, you know what, as long as he was right with God, that he was going to be okay, that everything was going to work out, that God would provide for him. And so he made that decision. And that's very important here because we see that this is not something that just happens. Right? It's, not, it's not something that just happened. Daniel, it, it took a purpose. It took action on his part. It took work to stop and say, look, you know, we're going to go uh, a different route. And, and so what should that tell us? What that tells us is that oftentimes we falsely believe that we're just going to start doing good. Like that's, what, that's how it's going to happen. We're going to live in this world and it's, it's just going to happen. But what we have to come to the point of realizing is that it, we have to tell ourselves, we have to take uh, direction, we, we have to work on it because of our hearts here. And, and our hearts are dealing with the, our flesh, with our sin nature, and so it's very easily influenced by the world. So we have to tell ourselves that we're going to make uh, the right decision. And then secondly, what do we ha have to realize? We have to realize that there are consequences for everything, everything in the world. And, and there's consequences when we disobey God. And there's consequences when we obey God. And the beautiful thing about it is that even though sometimes it's very difficult to obey God because it, uh, the consequences that come, guess what happens? Well, we have almost this kind of insurance. Like you look at all throughout the, the Scriptures, Genesis through, through Revelation, what, what do we have here? We have people in really bad situations. Like I'm talking, you think you and I got problems. They had like big problems. I mean, you look at David, what did he have? He had a big old giant. You know, Daniel, now this is just, this is a small thing, okay, in Daniel's life. Because later on, what happens in Daniel's life? He has a sleepover with a bunch of lions. And guess what, guess what got him to all these situations? Guess what got him there? Well, he was obeying God. Right? He, was, he was obeying uh, the Lord. And all these people throughout Scripture, they get in these very difficult situations because they obeyed God. But guess what happens in, in those very moments? God fights the battle for them. See? Now, what happens when we go the other way and we say, well, you know, I think I got this under control. I'm going to do what I want to do. What happens is we have this very short-lived moment of, of great pleasure and then it fizzles out and guess what we got to do? 
we got to figure out how to pick up all them pieces. And then usually at that moment is when we step back and we say, you know what, God? Maybe, just maybe you knew what you're talking about. So we see that Daniel purposed in his heart uh, that he would not do this. He, he wouldn't uh, <clears throat> take the portion of the king's delicacies. And, and so then we see in verse 9, now, now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Right? So it's, it's very important to note this <clears throat> because Daniel is in this situation where uh, he's trying to do what's right, but he has people in the way. And do you know how difficult it is to do what's right when you have people in the way? It's very hard because it's one thing if you've got a roadblock, okay? You're going somewhere, you've got a roadblock, a door lock, whatever. But people are the most difficult thing in the world to move. Have you ever tried that? It's the most difficult thing in the world. And so Daniel is here in where nobody is really for God. Nobody's really for his people, and he's trying to do what's right and, and take this stand. And, and it says in verse 9 that the two first words are the most important. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuch. So notice who did the work there. That, that was God, right? So Daniel, he really couldn't do much with these people. But God could move the heart of this man. Now, why did God move the heart of this man to favor uh, Daniel? The reason that God did this was because Daniel's heart was placed in his trust in God. All right? So, so Daniel was focusing on praising God, on his relationship with God, and then because of that, God focused on fixing the people problems that was, that was right in front of him. And, and so we look at, at this instance and, and this situation, what does this tell us about making the right choices in this world that doesn't honor the right choices? It tells us that oftentimes we want to worry about other people because it's fun, I mean, to think about, okay, well, if they would just change... It would all be fit. It would all be better, right? It, it would be wonderful. Uh, but we have to kind of step back and, and realize here that unfortunately, really, we, we can't change people's hearts. That's, that's a thing that, that God does. And, and so what we have to focus on is that we have to focus on praising God, worshiping God, making sure our relationship with God is, is solid. And then as we focus on Him, he focuses on us and clearing that path uh, forward. And so God says, uh, and God has a favor on, this, on Daniel here. And, and so then, what ha- in verse 10 it says something here that really Daniel should be saying. In verse 10 it says, And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my Lord the king. So, Here's the chief of the eunuchs, and, and he's saying, look, I, I'm, I'm very afraid. I'm, I'm scared to death. I may die because you don't do this. But do you notice Daniel never said anything about being afraid of the king? He didn't say a single word about that. 
but he's the one who's actually a prisoner and has no power. But it goes on to say, I fear uh, my Lord the King who has appointed your food and drink, for why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants." So he consented with them in this matter and tested them uh, ten days. So what do we see here? What, what do we see here? We see that Daniel acted the exact opposite that we would probably act. Because look, look at how gracious Daniel's words are. You know, he, he says all this, and then what does he say? Deal with us as you see fit. So you do whatever you want to do. Like, do whatever you want to do. And so they end up doing this test. Daniel says, look, why don't we just try this out? Let, let's, just give, let's just give it a whirl. Let's just give it a whirl for 10 days. And then if we look good, okay, we don't look like we're starving to death, dying, diseased, uh, you know, let's just continue on with that process here. And so the, the chief of the eunuchs, what was he afraid of? He was afraid that the king would say, well, you're not doing your job. And, and the thing about kings is, you know what they like to do? They like to cut off people's heads who don't do their job, so that's understandable. That's, that's fearful here. Uh, but Daniel's uh, reply is, is so full of grace. If this were us, here's what we would do. We would probably say, you know, this is what God says. You need to get on board, or it's going to be really bad for you. That's how we would handle that, okay? And secondly, you know, you're not going to do with me as you see fit. This is what you're going to do with me. That, this is what you're going to do. That's what we would have done. But why did, was Daniel so chill? Daniel was so chill because he had his utmost faith in God. And, and he had utmost faith that these rules that God put in place were not just words, but they truly had benefits. They truly produced uh, joy and a testimony. And so he believes that so much that he put his life online and said, look, chief guy, I believe that my God made these rules for my joy so that I could live a great life and that after you see the results of this, then you will get on board also. And so David knew, like, look, I have faith in God. I trust God. And, and so also we see here that, that Daniel and his buddies, what did they not do? They didn't get to town and say, look, I think everybody ought to eat like this. Like, this is the Lord's way, so, hey, we should all eat like this. He, he didn't do that, right? Daniel didn't say, look, if I win, okay, if I win then everybody in Babylon has to eat like Daniel. He, he didn't say that, right? Like, why did he not say that? Because he knew that, that people, in general, were going to respond better to a testimony of seeing what God is doing in his life rather than him 
shoving it down their throats and saying, look, this is what you have to do. And secondly, he knew that he was a child of God. He belonged to the, the nation of Israel, whereas all these other people in Babylon, guess, guess what they were? They were Babylonians, right? They weren't Israelites. And so it was their choice. And he knew that, look, hey, if God is the God who had seen us through all these things over history, then in this moment, God was going to, to take care uh, of him. And, and so we look at, at this instance in, in this situation, and it reminds us when we get in these situations that we have to have uh, an utmost belief that God is a rewarder of those who love and follow Him. That we, we have to have faith that when God gives us instructions, right? He gives us a design for the way uh, to live our life, that He is trying to give us a good life. And, and if we have that faith and we have that trust, then, then here's what happens. Uh, we, we experience a transformation, and then we become a living example of what others can have if they too uh, trust Jesus. And, and so they see, they see the good part. You know, they, they see what happens when you are faithful to Christ. And, and what happens is this magical thing, this wonderful thing, where Christ is always faithful to us, right? He's always faithful, gives us uh, that hope here. And, and so they do this test, and then you're not going to believe this. You're not, you're not going to believe it, okay? And it says in, in verse 15, and at the end of 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies, right? So, you look at this, this verse, what, what happened? They didn't just live. It wasn't just like, hey, they looked the same as when they came in. But it actually says what? They was fatter. This is the only time in the world it was good to be fat, okay? Fatter. They would look better. They looked like they'd been eating. They looked good, right? So they passed this, this test of the king. So... What, 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 is that, what does that tell everybody? Well, that tells everybody that these instructions that God gave them, they weren't just like mumbo-jumbo. They weren't just made up to, to ruin Israel's life, but they were actually made to make Israel live the best life that they uh, could possibly live here. And, and so we see uh, in verse 16 it says, Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. And uh, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days, when the king said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then, the king interviewed them, and among them all none was found, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore they served uh, before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better 
Ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were all in all his reign. So, so what happened was that in this place where God was not honored, where nobody cared about God, guess what happened? Well, they began to take notice that here were the, these young Israelite men. And, and guess what? They were better than anybody in their entire kingdom, like anybody. Uh, and, and so then it says, ten times better, and then verse 21, thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. Okay? So, so what, is that, what does that mean? It, it means that Daniel survived this process. Now, now, King Cyrus, he was the king who let Israel go, who said, you know what? We're going to free the Israelites from Babylonian captivity and allow them to go home. And, and so we see that Daniel was faithful to God. And guess what God did? God was faithful to Daniel. And you notice here, if you read this whole story, this whole situation, how many people were injured? None, right? We had no injuries, you know, we had, we had no, no fights, you know. And, and why? It was all because Daniel said, look, I, I'm going to be faithful to God and, and I'm going to have compassion, I'm going to have a love, I'm going to speak the truth, but I'm going to live the truth. And when they see that, you know, their lives will be changed. And you look at, at Daniel's life in this situation, and, and this, compared to what he's going to face later, is, is not nearly as bad, because later we've got, we've got the lines. Well, if he had refused to be faithful in these small things, he, he wouldn't have the courage to be faithful in, in those big things. And so that's what we have to also realize is that when God gives us these opportunities in life, that we can't say, well, you know, I, I'm going to be faithful later on down the road when it gets easy. Because, guess what? Most of the time, it doesn't get easier. It just gets, it just gets harder. And, and so the, the main factor about Daniel that made a difference was, was his attitude. Because even though he'd been kidnapped, imprisoned, gone to another country, they tell him everything to do, what, what was his attitude? It, it was, I'm going to serve the Lord, I'm, I'm going to praise the Lord, I'm going to have a positive attitude, and I want to impact those around me with, with the God I know. You know, it's, um, it's very similar to this, this young man who got bit by a rabid dog. You know, that's never a good situation. Uh, but so he went to the doctor and the doctor was telling him, you know, this is not good. We're going we're gonna to get you fixed up. And, and the, the young man who got bit by the rabid dog, he was writing something. And, and his doctor said, well, you know, that kind of looks like your, your will. You know, had the names of, of family members, names of people on it. And uh, the young man said, oh, no, no, this, this, is, not, this is not my will. You know, like, I don't think I'm going to die. Uh, but this is the names of the people that I'm going to bite because I know I have rabies. And, 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 and here's what we have to understand about that. Oftentimes, we get in these situations like Daniel, you know, whether it's home or work or, or wherever, and we get bitter. You know, we get bitter. We want to lash out at, at people. We want to, you know, do things and, and think that God has, has abandoned us. And, and what we have to do is we have to take a step back and, and realize 
that all of that is not true and that it really the ball is really in our court and if we always take that first step of saying hey what can i do more today to get closer to jesus then in those moments where we feel like you know we're surrounded with with all this this horrible sin and wickedness and, and problems in our life we will be able like Daniel was, to see it through uh, to the end. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this message and were blessed by God's Word today, make sure to leave a review uh, wherever you heard this podcast to check out our uh, Facebook page and to continue taking your next step of faith. Have a great week.